0: is, um, the 18th, April 18th, uh, the day after Easter, Easter Monday, as some businesses call it, when they give people off work, and as you can tell by the fact that it is a little after 5, well, I mean, by the time it uploads, it's after that, but it is a little after 5, and I am driving, you can tell that I did not have off work today, um, so here we are, we are talking about... Today's biggest news story, the news story that people have been waiting weeks for. it It is finally here, and that is the trailer for Thor, colon, Love and Thunder. Um, it is a, how do I put this? It's a teaser trailer, and it makes me want, like, my question is why are they waiting so long why did they wait so long to put out a trailer for this movie like it doesn't make sense to me that they would wait until like you know the trailer the movie comes out in like three months a li- uh, under three months and and they just put out the first trailer today like i, I I'm, I'm not sure why they would have done that and interestingly too the trailer does not show gore Who's the bad guy in the movie? Like the the trailer kind of makes it look like what this movie's going to be is kind of a globe trotting exploration by Thor. I mean, globe trotting used you know loosely here because he's not really trotting a globe. He's you know he's a journeyman now. Ever since the events of Endgame, he needs to find himself, so he's out searching the galaxy and and, and all of that to see what he can do. You know, to to be a, to what's going on here to, uh You know, to find his own inner peace is what I think what they say in the trailer. Um, and and look, the guardians are there, and that's cool. But it seems almost like they're marketing a Disney Plus series because that's what this felt more like. This felt like a Disney Plus trailer, not in terms of how it's different in quality, but in terms of how they market Disney Plus shows. That's what the trailer feels like more than. A trailer for a major motion picture. Um, and the thing is, too, I think they missed out by waiting this long to put this trailer before something. Like, they could have had this play before Sonic. They could have had this play before, um, what's it called? Before the other one, um, Fantastic Beasts. And, and and look, I mean, it's going to play in theaters now before every major release that comes out between now and the end of you know, and, and the movie's released, so, like, it'll be before, you know, Multiverse of Madness, which I'm gonna assume is gonna do over a billion dollars, it's gonna be before, I can't think of anything else that's really major, I mean, it's probably gonna be before this week, you know, the unbearable weight of massive talent, that probably where it's gonna end up being before, um, and it's like, look, a lot of the imagery is really cool, like, seeing all the places Thor's going to really cool idea, I love this idea, and, like, this is kind of what I was hoping Ragnarok would have been when Ragnarok was announced, like, I wanted it to be a movie, basically about Thor going around the universe and seeing what's out there, and, like, exploring, this is what's out there in the universe, this is everything that's going on, this is everything, you know, out there for, for, you know, while we're looking for the Infinity Stones, and, you know, Ragnarok was Ragnarok, and I'm not going to complain because Ragnarok was great, but I think that if this is the movie they're doing, I I feel like the Thor movies have consistently been the most ambiguous with what the bad guy is. Well, no, Hella was pretty obviously the bad guy, even from the trailers for Ragnarok. It was like, it's Hella who's going to be the antagonistic force. I feel like... Love and Thunder... I, I, I can't understand why Love and Thunder is playing so coy with what's going on. I mean, the only thing I can think of is... There's a Moon Knight tie-in. That, that's the only thing I can think of. Is that, you know... Maybe that's... You know, there's a weirdly framed shot where it's like... Who could be in this shot with Thor? Where it's like it's very obvious that someone was edited out in post-production. But, like... Who would be edited out of that shot? And it's like... I, I mean... Jane comes to mind as an obvious, you know... First... Idea. Um, then there's, uh, what's it called? There is, uh, the possibility of it being, you know, like Valkyrie joining the fight. Um, and then there's Quark. there. It could be, I mean, I don't see why it couldn't be Loki. Um, because Loki is alive at this point, unless he, unless, you know, timelines are all fucky as a result of Loki and he, you know, can't be there for some reason. Um, what else is there? I mean, like, you know, it could... I saw people speculating it could be Hercules. Hercules, which is always a possibility. I mean, if you consider that, um, like, they are going to Olympus in this movie. Because we, we see, you know, Zeus. And it's like, all of this stuff is so cool looking. Um, but I'm getting the same kind of vibe I did from the Eternals trailer. Where it's like, the Eternals trailer didn't do a lot to really explain to you what the movie's going to be. Which was fine, and, you know, I liked Eternals. And, you know, this didn't this movie doesn't have to sell anything the way Eternals does. That said, a little more looking at what what this movie could like a little bit more explanation as to like where does the God Butcher fit into this story would be a little bit more helpful considering this trailer really doesn't show too much. Which is fine. Um, But I guess... I I mean, maybe the person in that shot who's edited out... Is Moon Knight. Because... We're seeing a lot of Egyptian gods in Moon Knight. I mean, we had a meeting of a council of the gods... In Moon Knight. And, and, you know, that's a really cool idea and, and all of that. But if there are gods there... And there's a god butcher on the loose... Then I feel like there's definitely a chance that Moon Knight could show up because you know, Kanshu, the god of the moon and the god of and the god of uh, vengeance, you know, it, it fits, it works for what they're trying to do. I, I just feel like it would have been better had they gone out of their way to kind of lay out a little bit what's going on here. Now it's one of those things where I would say most likely it's Jane because like they wanted to save the reveal of Jane in the in the movie for that shot at the end where Mjolnir shows up and you know there's Jane with the hammer they wanted to save that for there um I think that, that that's probably the most likely option is that it's Jane there. Um, why the fuck are the lights all fucked up? Um, it, it, it's just one of those situations where it's like, well, what is... Mm-hmm. You know, what is the, the best way to to tell this story? What is the best way to... What's going for here? Get, um to get from, you know, uh, across the whole, what's, uh, sorry, I I blanked on what I was trying to say. Um, What is the best way to get around, to, to, to sell this movie? And I think part of it is, you know, you do need some kind of trailer. You can't get away with no trailer. But that said, I mean, look at the last few movies and look at how little was given. Like, Black Widow and Shang-Chi had a kind of normal marketing schedule, and and same with Eternals. But, like, big event movies didn't really. Like, they didn't do a big, you know, like, a big marketing campaign in the way they used to for No Way Home. They didn't do a big normal marketing campaign for um, Endgame, or even Far From Home. Because Far From Home couldn't because they didn't want to spoil what was happening in, um, what was it, in uh, in uh, Endgame. They couldn't do the big thing. The big thing in it is the reveal of, is, is the death of Tony Stark. Which kind of, you know, impacts the whole movie and, and informs everything that happens in the movie. So it is kind of one of those things where it's like... I, I, don't understand what the thought process here was, like, I don't understand what they're doing, because it's like, unless there is a Moon Knight tie-in, there's really no explanation as to why the, the show is doing what it is, like, why this trailer is doing what it's doing, which is being very ambiguous and playing very close to the vest, um, with what's going on in the um, Cause look, you can sit here and show me landscape shots, and that's great. But you're not trying to sell me like Planet Earth or you know prehistoric world or, or any of these nature documentaries. You're trying to sell me a, a you know a major tentpole movie. Um, and it's like you know Star Wars doesn't work with just cool effect shots of Tatooine and cool effect shots of Mustafar and and things like that. That doesn't work to sell the movie anymore. You need to show more. You need to give us plot and character and substance and things that will make the viewer be like, Oh, shit, this is why I need to watch this movie right now. And I don't think that this movie really does that with this trailer. Um, I don't even know what kind of tone the movie's going for. But there's a lot... But this trailer doesn't tell you. Like, are they going for a more serious tone? Are they going for, you know, the same kind of comedic tone? I would assume the same kind of comedic tone. Because it's, uh, Watiti who's directing it. And, and writing it. But I don't know if that would be, like, that's the kind of thing. And then the Guardian involvement. Like, look, I, I think if you think the Guardians are going to be in more than just the first, um, what's it called? If you think the Guardians are going to be in for more than just the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie and then possibly after that, in the third act. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, I, I, just, I I feel like, you know, they're not going to be there the whole way through. And if you're one of the people online complaining about where Gamora is, um, I, I'm not... Here's my problem with where is Gamora. Um, I know the people asking where is Gamora. Gamora, as we saw her... In, um, at the end of Endgame was not the same Gamora who was there when Infinity War started. Gamora died in Infinity War. Gamora, as we see her at the end, and the Gamora that is still alive, although technically, I don't think there's a reason why she should be alive. That's not like Tony Stark knew that Gamora had switched sides and was fighting against Thanos. Because I think that was a battlefield decision, if I remember correctly, not a conscious, like, well, we're here, and now I'm going to go and, and, and hang around with, you know, with these guys instead of hanging out with Thanos, unless the government was like, oh, okay, so it's like, kill all of Thanos' troops, like, well, she's not fighting with Thanos, so I guess that, whatever, but that was what happened, and then at the end of, you know, Endgame, he's there, he's looking at, you know, the picture and trying to figure out where Gamora is, that's what his mission is. That is the mission of Guardian story Is finding Gamora. Um, and I think... That... It, like, that's the thing. Don't expect see Gamora here. This movie's gonna be right after Endgame. As evidenced by the fact that... The, it's got a training montage... That we see in this movie. Like, we see Thor training... To go from being Fat Thor... Or, I'm sorry, Bro Thor... As he was in... in uh, what's it called as he was in, um, in Endgame, back to being the Thor that we know, and we have Ravager Thor and all these other things, but, like, it it is a, you know, well, deplorables won, like, you guys lost the election, as evidenced by your Trump 2024 sticker, um, it's one of those things where, like, you look at it and it's like, you know, if you if you understand... Like, I think there's just, a, like, a, a lack of comprehension skills that people have where it's like they can't quite figure it out. And I think, too, part of it is they're really kind of acting kind of smart over at Marvel Studios considering they did the five-year time gap. And up until that point, it was always, like, modern day when everything took place. Um, And the idea that now, well, now that we are in this, um, what's it called, now that we're in this, um, this new timeline where things are now different, like, you know, you know, the the pandemic definitely helped because what it did was it allowed them, they had that year to kind of catch up, then like Black Widow's a flashback, then like Eternals is like immediately after Endgame. Like, within a week after Endgame. Then there is, you know, Spider-Man is, like, you know... The first one, Far From Home, is right after Endgame. Um, And then, you know, No Way Home is immediately after that. So it's like they're all staying immediately after Endgame. So we're going to slowly be able to catch up back to real time. Um, Which is helpful only from a storytelling perspective because it... It doesn't force the writers and everything to be like, okay, well, now it's 2024 or 2025, not the current year. And I don't know if it really matters all that much, but, it, it, like, having to think along that timeline, it de- just definitely helps out uh, in making sure that things are kind of operating at the right, you know, levels and all of that. So we'll wrap up there for today. Um, if you have not watched the Thor Love and Thunder trailer... You can go to YouTube. It is on Marvel Studios' YouTube page, and probably a bunch of other people who have already taken it and put it up themselves to, you know, try and commandeer your views to get ad revenue, which I feel it like should be a copyright infringement, but I think that part of it is, like, we're in this weird time now where like it like, the studio doesn't care because the studio just wants people to watch the video, and if people watch the video, um it will raise awareness for the movie, and then that will convert to people buying tickets, um, so, like, that, the studio doesn't, really care too much about, but at the same time, like, these people are making money off of it, and I say this having done almost 20 minutes talking about the trailer, um, on a ad-supported podcast, um, but I'm also not showing the trailer, um, But it is one of those things where it's like... It just kind of feels weird to just wholesale put the trailer up with their little watermark in the corner. And be like, see, we did it. And it's like, alright, cool, you did it. Um... I don't know. I feel like, um... There's not a lot going on in this trailer. But it is also a teaser. It's a minute and a half. So, maybe there'll be a full trailer. Hopefully there will be a full trailer. Um... And I, I just really love, you know, a lot of the aesthetic is really cool. I like a lot of the aesthetic. But if 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 this is an aesthetic trailer, it did its job. If its, if it's design is to, you know, try and tell me what the movie's going to be, it has not done its job. So we'll wrap up there for today. And until our next episode, which will be whatever news happens throughout the week, have a great rest of your week.